Hello and welcome to Rock and Talk with Dak, your podcast for any and all things music. Each week we're talking about something in the world of music, bands, albums, artwork, news, and reviews. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. You can check out Instagram for Song of the Day, head on over to Twitter to give feedback or just to say hi. I'm Dak, your host. Let's dive into today's episode. So originally, I had another episode planned for today, but as I started to dive into it over the last week, and especially the last couple days, I realized I was not going to be able to finish it. That said, however, I'm super excited to to wrap it up and have you all hear it. Um, It's a topic I haven't touched on yet in this show, um, but it's one that I found a lot of joy in writing and researching thus far. It's a little bit niche, uh, but be sure to stay tuned for that, and hopefully hopefully you all will like that. For today, however, um, I have a, a listed episode, really haven't done one of these since the beginning of the show, when I did those top 10 albums of the 2010s. Um, be sure to go check out those two episodes, by the way, if you haven't yet. Uh, but today we're looking at five fun bass lines. Um, they're not listed as any sort of best to worst or anything, they're, they're just bass lines I really enjoy. Um, I guess the only thing they are is in chronological order. Um, but before I get started, I just want to say, like, why I kind of chose bass first. I guess not that it really matters, but bass to me, I guess, is a little underappreciated. Like, there is so much about the bass that doesn't get talked about, especially, like, if you talk rock and roll, most of the time guitar is coming up in the conversation. It's not really the bass, you know? Like, oh, rock and roll started with Rosetta Tharth and Elvis Presley and then kind of transitioned over into your, you know, the very early stages of, of heavy heavy rock and metal with, like, uh, Black Sabbath, whatever, and then, you know, where it's at now. But you never really talk about bass, so that's kind of what I wanted to do is give a little bit of an appreciation to to the bass. And something about that sound, the bass, it's just, it's thumping, it holds your attention, and when it's done well, it's done really well. And that's kind of what I'm looking at today, so let's get started with Out on the Tiles by Led Zeppelin. Um, I am going to play a brief snippet of the song, and then we'll we'll talk about the band, the bass player, and just kind of how fun it is, so let's take a listen. Led Zeppelin, a legendary band full of legendary musicians. John Paul Jones was their bassist, and he he's really good at what he does. As a bass player, he creates a bass line that drives the song forward, and it gives the song some depth and, and fun sounds. Um, since his days in, in Zeppelin, he's gone on to a number of side projects. Uh, one of them being one, um, one of my favorites, the super group of them, Crooked Vultures, um, with young mu- musical veterans Dave Grohl and Josh Homme. Uh, Josh Homme. What I really like about this song is that this, what you just heard, that's both the guitar and the bass harmonizing uh, to play that same part. But I, for me, it's the bass that really shines through and creates this really groovy backing track. And by groovy, I don't mean like, <laughs> groovy, man. <laughs> no, I, I mean more of groovy as in like, if you're like in a, in a jam session and you got your whole body into it, like you're just in that mindset and you're, you're kind of bobbing your head back and forth. That's that's what I mean by groovy, you know. Um, one of my favorite parts, um, actually, during the bridge, which I didn't play, uh, the bass is playing octaves, something that I'll get into in, um, a bit more on the next song. But essentially, he plays this lower note and then plays a higher note, creates this kind of climbing kind of action. 
um, in the bass, uh, yeah, he's going from So speaking of that kind of uh, jumping, I guess it's more of a jumping action than climbing, I suppose. Um, let's look at our next song. It's actually a James Bond theme song from the mid-80s. It's View to a Kill by Duran Duran. John Taylor is the band's bassist, and what an incredible bassist he is. He's, he's one of my favorite. And it's easy enough for a bass player to, to create a simple bass line that keeps the song moving and provides that, that lower register of the song. You know, you could easily just have, you know, and a lot of bass is done this way, and this is why I like showing what the bass can do by talking about some of these, these bass players and these bands, these bass lines. You know, some bass is just a simple, you know, three notes within, you know, the chord of whatever is being played. It's just do, 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 do. And that you can easily do that. But, you know, at least in John's case, he doesn't like the easy way out. I mean, you pick out any Duran Duran song and you're going to be greeted with a fun and groovy bass track every time. I guarantee it. The part that I played, it's uh, the part leading into the chorus and the chorus itself is my favorite bass portion because going back to what we talked about in that Led Zeppelin song, it's that jumping of the notes. He's he's playing within that octave, again, playing that lower note and then playing that higher note. So jumping from that lower to, to that higher note. And he does that a, a few different times. And it again, this is what I mean by groovy. You know, if you're jamming away, you just you have that that in you and your body's kind of moving to it. And that's what I love about, you know, again, when bass is done well, it's done really well. Um, he's actually been doing a series on Instagram and uploaded to YouTube, of course, as well, called Stone Love Bass Odyssey. First off, I love that name. It just sounds so, I don't know, <laughs> old school and hippie, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I absolutely love it. Anyway, on there, he talks about how he created bass tracks on on some selected songs. And it's... It's been super fun and actually quite informative to hear how he helped create some of these iconic songs. Uh, one of them was A View to a Kill, so I've gone ahead and linked that in the description and on Instagram too if you want to go check it out, and I recommend you do. It's super, super fun. Um, next, we're going to jump a couple decades to 2007. Um, and this is Rush's uh, Snakes and Arrows album. The song is Maligant Narcissism. Here, take a listen. Geddy Lee, I mean, just like the other guys in the band, they he's just a master at his instrument. Uh, this song was actually crafted around just the bass and the drums. Uh, their guitarist, Alex Lifeson, I don't remember why he was out of the studio. I think it was for to see family. He was on a brief holiday something. Anyway, Geddy just started dinking around on his bass, and he came up with this groove. He took it to Neil, their drummer, and they just jammed out, the two of them, and they created this song. Obviously, Alex came back and he knew like this is just bass and drum kind of thing, and he he did his own thing, and, and it's a fun song. It's, it's one of their shorter songs throughout their entire catalog, but it's so fun. Um, one bit I absolutely love on this song. Um, again, it's a part I didn't play. I just I wanted you to to hear the initial portion of what the bass is. 
but I think it's the bridge of the song. The bass and drums, they go back and forth, um, kind of trying to like one up each other and they play different fills. It's super fun. I mean, these guys were, I mean, what, maybe mid fifties at the time. And it's so fun to hear, you know, these veterans just having fun playing. Um, so yeah, go, go listen to the entire song. It's super fun. Um, I mean, Maligant Narcissism, the song, it's just a great jam session song. It really is. And if you want to give your brain a workout, go watch a cover of the song, you know, uh, the bass cover. And even like a crappy version of a cover is still impressive because of just how the, the technicality of the song playing. It's, it's, it's really fun to watch. Um, next, we're going to jump into some disco, modern disco, at least an homage to it with Get Lucky by Daft Punk. I briefly talked about this song on my top 10 albums episode. And I, I do mean brief because it's one of the songs that everyone knows, everyone's heard. But I wanted to kind of dive into it and single out the bass in it anyway. Because, um, I mean, come on. I mean, it's th that bass, it does what it's supposed to, but it's also fun to listen to. It's funky fresh. <laughs> bad, bad term, I know, but I'm running with it. Um, but that that's kind of what makes this album as a whole so fun to listen to. It's the dedication from every musician involved to go into that disco, that funk kind of mindset. And, you know, and not, not to rip off disco or funk entirely, because this album is an homage to it. Um, but Get Lucky delivers in that regard. Um, the bass player on this particular song, um, he's a studio session musician. Uh, Nathan East is his name. And he's worked with, hell, you name someone, he's probably worked with them. Uh, just a brief list of some people, Phil Collins, Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson, Peter Gabriel, uh, Joe Satriani, even Bobby Womack. Um, he's actually considered to be one of the most recorded bass players in history, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, but what I really like about the bass on Get Lucky is that, at least to me, I feel like it's opened up to different interpretations. And by that, I mean, you could go into it and play a different style. Let's say you just straight up funk. Something like you would pull from Jamiroquai, for example, throw in some bass slaps here and there, and it would still fit. Like, <laughs> for me, you could easily have Flea, basses from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He could play the bass on the song, and it would still somehow fit. It's just, it's a very dynamic song, and a very the bass, I think, is very adaptable. All right, we're going to wrap up our list today with one of the Joe Bros side projects. It's Body Moves by DNCE. Right from the get-go, the bass grabs your attention. And to me, it tells you what kind of song it's going to be. The, the pedal effects used to, to give that bass that particular sound, it makes it sound suggestive, like you're about to look at something risque. Of course, if you've watched the music video or you know the lyrics, <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. And it's, it's really cool when an instrument is able to portray that just with the sound. It gives you that kind of a visual. Super cool. Uh, Cole Whittle, 
um, uh, the band's bass player, he's the guy that has the funky clothes, normally like an overall and, uh, and the funky hair. And I love just how out there he is. Um, and this next part may sound a little bit weird, but bear with me. When you see someone like that, you know, like, he has a very unique look. And you're going to draw interpretations from that. And I don't care what you say. We are humans. Every single person judges someone. Usually I say not to judge a book by its cover. But this is one of those instances, <laughs> in all honesty, I was happy I was right. Because by looking at him, you get a sense of what his bass playing may sound like. You get an idea of what his energy is. And I think because of what he brings to the table as a bassist, Honestly, he had a huge influence on the sound and the direction of the band as a whole, and, and their sound. Their, I mean, how would you categorize DNCE? Dance, funk, pop, rock, I suppose? That kind of sound would not be possible without him, and that's what makes that whole album so fun to listen to. Um, and, I, and the whole album's fun, even in some of the more quiet moments of the album. Uh, his, his bass playing, it's fun. It's fun, it's funky, Um I don't know why Funky Fresh is coming up so often today, but again, I'm going to run with that. Um, so that that closes out our, our list today. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this brief look at some fun bass tracks. I'll, I'll definitely be doing more of these kinds of episodes. You know, I'll get to talk about, you know, obviously more bass, but we'll get to guitar, drums, probably vocals too. Um, and I'll throw those episodes in here and there and um, in the queue. Uh, but let me know in the comments if you have any that any bass lines or guitar lines, whatever, that you would like me to talk about. And go ahead and tell me what some of your favorite bass lines are. Um, I definitely plan on doing more of this stuff. And there's it's a fun thing about the music world is that there's just so much to dive into and look at. So, so hit me up. Let me know. Thank you for joining me this week on Rock and Talk with Dak. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify so you never miss a beat. If you enjoyed today's episode, uh, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, uh, send feedback on Twitter, or spread the word and tell a friend. You know, that, that helps a lot right there. This presentation is always made possible by you all coming in every week, so thank you for the support. Be sure to tune in next Monday. And remember, the first step to correcting a mistake is patience. See you next time.